Welcome to 7 Minutes in NYC, your seven-day-a-week NYC capsule cast where the coolest New Yorkers give you the real deal about the city that never sleeps in less time than it takes to butter your bagel. Hosted by Alex Mito of Superfine Art Fair. Hello, everybody, and welcome to 7 Minutes in New York City. My name is Alex Mito, and I'm here today with none other than Gianmarco Sorezi. Gianmarco is a hilarious stand-up comic, an actor, and a writer, and you should definitely check out his full bio online. Welcome to the show, Gianmarco. Thank you for having me. It is our pleasure. And so, John Marco, you are a comedy icon in New York City, and you've been featured in movies and TV. And But for our listeners out there who might be new to the scene, let's dig a little deeper and get to know you. So where is your favorite place to perform stand-up in NYC and why? I mean, I will literally perform anywhere someone asks me. <laughs> there, is, there is nothing I'd say no to at this point in time. I do really like the old UCB, uh, the old Upright Citizens Brigade uh, on 26th and like 8th, which then UCB left. And then this place called Improv Asylum took over. Beautiful space surrounded on three sides. So you feel like you're being hugged by the laughter. But uh, recently I found out that they're turning it all into condos in about a year and a half. Oh, no. uh, so, So, yeah, that'll be dead soon, too. That that is definitely a bummer, but I hear you. And so you studied at UCB, which is obviously a legendary New York improv spot. So, but like, what was the overall experience? Like, I get the venue for sure, but like, what was the experience like at UCB? And like, how did that help guide your career? Well, it kind of felt like I joined UCB. Like, it's it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like if you got into the Backstreet Boys, like now, like it'd be like, oh, they're not really that popular anymore. So UCB, they, were all, they had this it old legacy. They had all these famous people who went there. And by the time I got there, they were teaching improv to anyone, people who were just doing it for fun, people who wanted to be professional. So it, it, how did it help my career? It made me the kind of bitter and cynical you need to survive in this industry. And uh, I, I truly, I like started getting all the stand-up shows, my sketch team, Uncle Function, Got into UCB uh, uh, right before COVID hit. We just got our first monthly show there. Sold out the first three. COVID hit. The theater was they sold it, and uh, everything collapsed. So uh, UCB just just taught me the how life works, and and made me the hard nosed comedian I am today. I, I love that. Okay, so you're performing in movies with Jennifer Lopez and Tiffany Haddish. Do you ever get starstruck? And like, how do you handle that? I mean, I think the key, my like tactic is I always try to be cool, like like they're normal. I try to be like they're normal, uh, but you can overdo it. I, I did a show, uh, it was called Unforgettable on A&E. No one in America saw it. And uh, I, I had a scene with a woman named Lala Anthony. Now I, she's, she's famous from like, I think she was an MTV VJ. I didn't know who she was. I thought she was just like an actor like me. And, uh, at some point, I went over and I was like, hey, can I, can I borrow your iPhone charger? She lent it to me. And then we're talking and she's like, oh, yeah, last night I was doing I was doing karaoke with Drake and he did one of these. And I, I was like, oh, she just, not even bragging, she dropped Drake's name, not just hung out with Drake, did karaoke with Drake, just like casually. She wasn't showing off. This was like a, this was a weekly thing she does. And that's when I was like, oh, I probably should not have asked her for her iPhone charger. But I think because I did, she was like, oh, I guess this guy's hot shit. 
and we were like related to each other as peers. So that's my strategy is try to be as chill as possible. Uh, but, you know, when Jennifer Lopez walks in a room, I'm going to wait for her to speak to me. Um, so that that's my strategy. Now, would you ask Jennifer Lopez for an iPhone charger? Not in a bazillion years. And she doesn't have an iPhone charger. She has people who, when her phone is is runs out of battery, she throws it into the river. And someone brings <laughs> her a new phone already uploaded with everything. So no, J-Mo is a different tier of celebrity. Right. I get that. That's hilarious. So do you have any exciting projects or shows coming up that you want to share with our listeners? Yeah. So I, I recently started a podcast called The Downside, uh, which when is this coming out? Uh, this will come out in the next week or so. So probably early July 2021. Cool, cool, cool. So yeah, I have a podcast called The Downside. It's uh, me and my my friend Russell Daniels. We interview comedians and writers and everyone about kind of all the negatives in their life. It's a place where complaining is celebrated and silver linings are debunked. So that's definitely the, the thing I'm, I'm really proud of right now. And then otherwise, you know, I'm performing all all over the, the world, mostly in New York, but I'm going to be uh, headlining in Houston, August 13th and 14th. There's some dates, but I post all my upcoming stand-up dates over on my Instagram at Gianmarco Cerezi. I love it. And I like, think the idea of a podcast where complaining is celebrated is perfect for New York City. And we'll be right back to hear about John Marco's craziest New York City comedy experience. But first, a quick message from our sponsors. Superfine Art Fair is the top art fair for connecting directly to the most exciting emerging artists in the world. And what's better, we're coming back to New York this fall with three consecutive in-person fairs from September 23rd to October 3rd. Learn more about how to apply as an artist at www.superfine.world. Limited quantity all-access passes go on sale on August 1st, so stay tuned to Superfine Art Fair on Instagram to get yours. So, John Marco, I know heckling is something that comedians have to deal with a lot. Do you have any crazy heckler experience that really sticks out for you? Yeah, I mean, I I think like the gigs that are the worst are the the private gigs, and that's where I had I got hired to roast someone. Uh, it was their second wedding, so they were like in their late forties, I'd say, and I dressed up in a suit. It was like my first high paying gig, and uh, I went to like a private room in a steakhouse. They were all in shorts and t shirts. And it, it was as if they were having dinner and I was someone's nephew. And I was like, hey, can I do stand up for you guys? Because the whole time they they heckled me, they at the beginning, they said, do you want something to drink? And I was like, oh, I'll have a glass of red wine. And they were like, oh, you want a straw with that, you pussy? And I was like, oh, no, I'm getting roasted at the beginning of this roast. And the the guy, the 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 the, the husband to be, he kept complaining about my jokes like he was a little bit heavier set and this is a roast so of course i made some jokes about his weight and two two jokes in he was like all right all right enough of the fat jokes and i was like enough of the fat jokes i have 30 minutes 28 of them 28 of those minutes are about you and your body and then i start joking about his fiance i said i said let's just say his name is larry it's not but i said larry all your friends say you love eating out well everyone except for your wife and then he said hey hey her son is right there and I was like, Jesus Christ, it feels like I'm roasting the Queen of England. What am I allowed to right. say? Yeah. And uh, that was brutal. I wouldn't do it again for all the money in the world. Right. And like, come on, like they booked comedy for the for this party. Like that doesn't make any sense that they're that like prickly about it. Like, I don't get it. So, 
Yeah, people yeah. think they want to be roasted, but they really they want you to compliment them and and give them a hard time about how good their life is. Yeah, and how good they look and everything. So, all right, well, that was a crazy story. I'm glad you shared it. And guys, this has been Seven Minutes in New York City with John Marco Cerezi. You can keep up with John Marco on Instagram and Twitter at John Marco Cerezi, which will be in the show notes as well as on his website, JohnMarcoCerezi.com. John Marco, it has been such a pleasure having you with us today. And thank you for taking the time. I'm sure our listeners enjoyed it. And I am looking forward to coming out and checking out some of those shows that are coming up. Please do. Thanks a lot. Absolutely. Everybody else have an awesome rest of your day in the city that never sleeps. We've also enjoyed being here with you today. Listen in every day, seven days a week for more of our conversations with the movers, shakers, and culture makers of the city that never sleeps. Follow us on Instagram at 7MinutesNYC and be sure to post or story anytime you're listening. You can find us online at 7MinutesIn.NYC or 7MinutesNYC.com. We highly encourage you to get on our mailing list for all kinds of fun New York offers. We also send out the weekly schedule of guests every Sunday, so that can help as well. If you're enjoying the show, we'd also appreciate it if you could leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or on your preferred listening platform. That helps other listeners just like you find 7 Minutes in NYC and enjoy our guests' amazing stories. Until next time, New Yorkers and Globetrotters, get out there and make today count.